you guessed it, Pressure Points with your two adventurous hosts. I'm D. This is Professor AJ, and we're hitting you with Season 4, Episode 7, The Double Mutiny. This bad boy is a continuation of the golden age of terrorism from a couple weeks ago. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get to it. Oh, welcome back to another week. How how are you? How are you doing today? You feeling any sore or tired or anything? <laughs> no, no, definitely not sore at all. No. No, that's why good. Would I, I am. Why would I ever be sore? I think I got some minor heat exhaustion. Yeah, a uh, little bit of sun, a little bit of sunburn just from a, just from a adventuring hair. yesterday. Why don't you go ahead and give everybody a quick little overview of our adventure? Yeah, so we drove, <laughs> God, it's, it was like four and a half hours away. We went some, uh, went exploring. We found an old uh, military base that's been abandoned. They used to launch missiles out of there. And uh, small ghost town crawled around in some abandoned buildings. Definitely yeah. didn't steal uh, no. anything because I don't do we that. Would, we would never do something like that. Never. But I definitely have a blast shield vent cover from that military base. <laughs> and, uh, that's right. I forgot I grabbed that. Yeah, that's going in my garage. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, nice. what else was there? Petroglyphs, Ghost Town, shooting. Flew a drone around a little bit. Yeah, almost uh, fucking lost it too. I saw that. Oh yeah, multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. I'm not. I'm not good at that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we might throw some pictures up. I I doubt it. I don't know. It's up to you. You took all of them. Major. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some up. I think. <laughs> It was, it was um, fun. But yeah, it was a really cool trip. I Have you been there before? Oh, hell no. Oh, okay. Have you been to the ghost town that no. we went to? Oh, okay. You seemed really familiar with that whole area. And so, like, my girlfriend and I were like, oh, yeah, like, maybe he's been here. That's why he's just like, oh, doodaloo, doing his thing. But, yeah, man, it was, it was something else. I've never really... Like, fucked around with breaking and entering. So, uh... It's not breaking and entering if nobody owns it. (laughs) Right. No, Um, I've never been there. I just like to really stare at maps. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know exactly where we are this entire time. So what was the... What's the town, the little ghost town called that we went to? At first, uh... Oh, yeah, and we found a geyser. Don't forget that. But Oh, yeah, yeah. The ghost town where we were climbing around in all the buildings, that was uh, Thompson Springs. Oh, okay, Thompson Springs. And then above that is um, Sego, which was a, an abandoned, like, mining town. Yeah, that one was wild. So, uh, well, so AJ and my girlfriend were a little bit more adventurous than me and AJ's wife. Um, <laughs> and so at first, uh, they hop into, the like, one of the houses, and they're wandering around. And she and I are out front. And we see this car drive past, so we walk out to the front of the building so that we don't look suspicious. And (laughs) uh, this car flips around, stops, and this fucking lady hops out with, like, her two little boys. And her two little boys run up in front of this abandoned cafe, which they chose the worst side of the building. Yeah, that cafe was in pristine condition. Oh, my God. The side they chose was trash. So they choose a side that just has like no trespassing in in the windows. And she hops out. She goes, all right. Takes a picture of him. Looks over at uh, wife and I. And I'm just like, 
like we just kind of give them this look and they she goes all right hurry hurry and they hop back in the car and just book it out of there and i was like fucking really like that shit drives me nuts like yeah, if like, you're gonna if you're gonna come all the way out here which it is in the middle of fucking nowhere like if you're gonna come all the way out here at least like check out some of the cool shit that was there because dude they didn't even get one the coolest looking abandoned building and the building they chose it looks really cool because the inside it looks like they're working on renovating it It or they started to but they never finished it um but it's like an old 19 like 40s 50s diner on the inside that's just shut down it's still got the booths um the bar on the bar there are a couple of like there were still some glass ice cream glasses on there Um, super fucking cool and on the like the long side of the building, it had like like cafe or whatever, and it it was just like these huge beautiful windows and shit. And uh, yeah, fucking Instagram, Instagram Susie and her dumb kids yeah. just got the worst part of it. So I don't know, maybe maybe we scared them off. We looked like fucking locals. <laughs> we did look homeless. You're right. <laughs> this is true. But, yeah. Uh, just yeah. stumbling out from the side of an abandoned building. Ugh, you there gotta was, pay the troll toll. There was some cool stuff up there. Like we we went into pretty much everywhere. You could tell people have been in it, even fairly recently. Like not a ton of spider webs, but it's far enough out of the way that you don't have like just destructive vandals the whole time. So yeah. that was really nice. There were like some newspaper clippings from the seventies and the eighties, all around and stuff like that. But one of them was. Uh, we went into a basement that was kind of hidden behind some bushes, and it had just thick cobwebs everywhere. Went down there, and it was it was an old, like, homebrew station, I guess. A bunch of, like, paperwork from people who, like, uh, newsletters for people who make their own sparkling wine and stuff from the IRS. <laughs> and I, it was pretty yeah, cool. Dude. Like, there was, like, an old photography magazine from 79. Yeah. Like old shoes and shit. It was just it was shoes, definitely. Oh god. But yeah, super, super cool experience. Um if I mean we'll probably throw pictures up about it, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um because it's going to be something we're gonna do we're gonna try to do a little bit more often. Maybe show off our adventures. Hell yeah. Um but yeah. This is now an urban exploration channel. Yeah, exactly. So um to those listening, definitely fucking check out some of that weird local shit that you've heard of. Yeah. Just be, yeah. you know, be respectful. Don't break shit. Oh my God. Don't fucking vandalize old native American murals. Yeah. Petroglyphs. <laughs> yeah. I, if I do end up posting those petroglyphs, they are larger, like larger than a person is tall. Yeah. Um, they're huge. AJ, AJ and I had stood in front of them. And I mean, these things are like seven feet tall. They're fucking huge. That's but, crazy. Yeah, absolutely awesome. And more walking than I've done in Ever. the last, like, fucking... 30 years. 20 years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, All right, so double mutiny. Yeah, the double mutiny. So if you guys remember a couple weeks ago... Well, no, I three don't. weeks ago, I don't know. Uh, we had talked... I had talked about... Um, an airplane that was hijacked back in the seventies that, um, a scientist was on, um, or psychologist. So 
he had gotten off this flight and he was really intrigued by violence in humans and what causes that violence and how we can prevent it. And essentially like from a scientific standpoint, start making steps towards world peace. Um, so what he did is he set up the raft experiment, which it was named the Akali. Um, and he, like his, his approach with it was getting people onto the raft and getting them in situations for a long amount of time with like no privacy and see what causes violence or anger. Um, so Completely built ethical. the Akali. Yeah, totally ethical. I mean, it was, it was the seventies. So like, oh, yeah. it was free reign on it. Yeah. That's when you, when they give you <laughs> acid and shit. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. That was MK ultra. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> so, um, this built this boat they built or this raft, it was 36 feet by 21 feet. And, okay, um, not bad. yeah, it's not tiny, but, um, they plan to sail from the like across the Atlantic from the Canary Islands all the way over to Mexico. Um, and it's a 101 day voyage. Like I said, it's just a raft. They don't have an engine. It's only sails. Oh, shit. And they had unfortunately he had planned it so that they were expected to arrive just as hurricane season started in Mexico. Um, and <laughs> Genove, Genovi, that's the scientist's name. He said that uh, I believe that in a dangerous situation, people will act on their instincts and I'll be able to study them. Nothing like putting people's lives on the line for your scientific <laughs> experiment just so you can maybe get some extra notes for the last few days. <laughs> yeah. I just put everybody oh, at risk. God. It's fine. So he. He had some previous experience from a raft experiment that he had gone on. And so he kind of knew like how it should be built. And he hired a bunch of engineers to help out with it as well. And how to like pilot it more or less um, or captain it. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, so I'm not a, I'm not a seaman. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of it though. Yeah. Weird. So to get the, the people to join and get like, he wanted to get a, a really good international group of people. He, he wanted to be like wildly diverse so that it's not like, Oh, we just get 11 white middle-aged uh, well, middle-class males and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So what he did is posted an ad in all of these newspapers across the world and uh posted it in like like huge huge newspapers that were international as well um and it just said that they were seeking people with diverse backgrounds Experiment. and cultures any experienced semen yeah yeah <laughs> anyone experienced in semen <laughs> this is a nice a nice raft i want to be on this raft yeah right i know this is your dream raft. <laughs> My wet dream semen. raft. <laughs> so um, he referred to it as a peace project, but later on it became known as the sex raft. 
Um, yeah. Well, hold so, on. I'll, I'll get I've into that. I've been on the know, nose right? this entire time. <laughs> you and have. You, you have reveal been. that to me? Yes. Oh, my so, God. Um, they had gotten 10 additional crew members, including Genevieve. So they have 11 people on this 36 by 21 raft for 101 days sailing across the Atlantic. There is literally no privacy. So uh, the 10 of the crew members, there's a Japanese photographer, a South American anthropologist, a French scuba diver, Swedish ship captain, uh, an Israeli doctor, Alaskan waitress, a uh, African priest, Greek radio operator, an American op- radio operator, and an African pollution researcher. God damn, that is um, a very diverse... Yeah, he did a phenomenal job making it diverse. So he also split it basically down the middle, and he got five women, five men. Um, and like I said, there were like no means for privacy. I mean, the toilet itself was basically just like... a plank that hung out over the ocean uh it it yeah it's to avoid the poop deck problem (laughs) yeah exactly so it's just a plank with a hole in it that's got bars around it so that you can sit and like lean against the bars while you shit in front of everybody that you're going to be trapped with for 100 days um and the sleeping quarters were a completely open room and everybody's bed was kind of like this it, it almost looked like little um wooden tombs that they were sleeping in. Oh, Jesus. It's weird as hell. Not super deep, but I mean like six inches deep. It was weird as hell. Um, and some of the people, I watched a documentary on it, and they said that sex was really tricky. Uh, you'd have to yeah, do no it while shit, you were. Yeah, yeah, right. So you had to do it while you were either steering the ship and you were taking your turn steering like the ship at night and uh <laughs> getting laid at the same time perfectly or, safe right or you would have to convince a third person to stand guard in like one area where like they can watch out the door while you two get it on and it, it's just like so, what the fuck i've got a question for you yeah yeah did any of these people ever think you know, maybe I just won't have sex. Um, yes. There were a few of them that uh, didn't have sex at all on the trip. There was a guy that he was actually married um, when he got on the, when he got on when the When he raft. got on the sex raft. Yeah, when he got on the sex raft. But it wasn't really deemed a sex raft until it had been going for about a month. Before that, everybody was like, oh yeah, the Peace Project. And then they were like, Wait a minute. We got a bunch of like late twenties and thirty year olds on a raft. And why is there like why why are we just shipping condoms? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> condoms and rose petals. Oh god. They're having uh airdropped condom like <laughs> like shipments just dropped, yeah. Oh god. So um uh, there were hookups obviously, but yes, there were people that um, like Faye, Faye Seymour, she was uh, the African American um, radio operator, and she didn't she didn't have sex with anybody on the ship, um, but she actually had a really good experience that I'll get into later. So, uh, Genevieve had gotten all these people, some with like backgrounds in 
uh, like anthropology and human, like, like civil servants and people that know how to handle the boat. So his idea was he wanted to put this Swedish captain in charge. Uh, he intentionally searched for a female captain. She didn't apply. He reached out to her. She had just finished her um, like certification for it, more or less. Her seaman degree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had just finished seaman, and um, he reached out to her, and she was like, yeah, this could be, I mean, it's good not experience. a lot of people get, get jobs right out the gate, so why not? So she comes aboard and his idea was um, he wondered if having women in power will lead to less violence or more violence. And maybe men will become more frustrated with women who are in charge and try to take over power. Um, so Maria Bjornstam and Dr. Edna Reeves were listed as the, lead, the leaders. So they like the interviews that they had with these women, they're both very like solemn and just stoic people. Like you can tell they have a presence and they're, they hold their side, their selves with high regard. Mm -hmm. And it like, I mean, he chose the best two people to lead the ship. If I'm being entirely honest. So, um, on a daily basis, what they would do is everyone would get up, they go about their day, eat, whatever, and they would all sit down at a certain time and they would fill out questionnaires on um, Do you their feel thoughts. Or, today? Yeah, right. Essentially, yeah. Um, just questions that uh, would kind of prompt like, what are your thoughts on like this person? Uh, what about this? So some of them some of the questions included like their sexual activity like did you sleep with anyone last night um uh what are your masturbating habits while on the ship um and they were told that these would stay completely anonymous that it was really just like what are like strictly for research purposes so that he can track like the the group level of anger mm. and how it's rising so some of the questions were like who was annoying you at the time um others were like who do you want to have sex with while on the ship and there were also like open journal entry areas where they would just write down like how they felt about other other members that weren't annoying them just like friends that they were making what their thoughts were while they were on the ship and um what events are happening that could potentially cause confrontation. Okay. Um, now there were also questions pertaining to if the women were on their period or ovulating and, uh, they would later on track this to like sexual behavior. And they were asked about like, what was your daily schedule and your interactions and your impressions of your schedule and your interactions. So it was just this huge, like, like three page breakdown of like, okay, what happened the last 24 hours since the last time you took this questionnaire? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of these people kind of talked about it as, you know, we, we took these and we were incredibly honest because we knew that for the next hundred days, if we were going to get pissed off and we were going to lie on these things, it wasn't going to go well. 
And so, like, people are just like, oh, yeah, like, fuck this guy. He's, like, a misogynist dickhead. Uh, this girl talks too much. She's annoying. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there were situations um, where, like, people would get really frustrated with one another. And other crew members would come in and kind of mediate and say like, Hey man, like we don't, <laughs> we don't want to have like a miserable, miserable time for the next 90 days. Yeah. Like let's, let's, not, do let's this. not do this. Um, and Faye, uh, the African-American radio operator that I had spoken of, she mentioned that her entire trip felt like a, an old connection to her ancestors. Um, now this is back in the seventies and she would sit on the starboard side of the ship, uh, during sunrise and sunset. And she would just look down into the water and she talked about how she would just start to hear voices from coming down there. And she would hear her ancestors kind of calling to her and she could feel them flying around like she could feel their bodies kind of flying around and and feel their tragedies and she said that she had like literally all of her ancestors were um on those slave ships from like crossing the atlantic and it was the basically the same route that they oh, were taking damn. and so she said she could just feel her ancestors kind of reaching out to her and giving her this great perspective and just telling her like, Hey, we're proud of you that you're, you're doing this. You're doing this for us. And she said there would be times where she'd just sit there and she'd just cry, just blown away by like these things that she was feeling and seeing. Um, and she said it was easily one of the best things that's happened to me. Um, and she said it's very likely that she's one of the first African-Americans to sail back over that slave trade route and actually survive the whole thing. Um, and I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but even then, like to say you're the first of your family to even do that. That's just like, holy shit, yeah, just mind blowing. Um, so like hearing her talk about it was just crazy. It's, it's a very, very touching story that she had. Um, now Mary, the other American that was on the ship, she was, uh, she was from Alaska and she had actually come to the ship fleeing an abusive relationship. Um, previously, uh, she had been on a boat with one of her friends and, uh, she talks about how, she tells her friend, I'm thinking of divorcing this guy. And her friend's like, oh, why? And they're just kind of like sitting there talking and talking. And then all of a sudden her husband walks out of like the fucking thing. And this is on a completely different raft or yeah. different ship. Uh, this, so her husband walks out and he starts strangling her. Jesus. And just like is beating the shit out of her and everything. And so she saw this as an opportunity to just escape. Cause she was like, if I can get on this boat, then he can't get to me. And he's probably going to leave me because he's just going to think that I'm out here fucking like crazy, whatever. So she's all, this was my escape from an abusive relationship. So 
as much as I want to say that this is just some like hilarious, ridiculous sex draft, it did save some people and it gave them phenomenal perspective into their own lives and lives of their like the lives of their ancestors and everything. Um, so I mean, it was beneficial to some people, others it was kind of neither here nor there. And I mean, others had a fucking wild sexual Atlantic experience. Okay. So what you're, <laughs> what you're saying to put it in a nutshell is there's no ship like friendship. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. Oh you know? God. Uh, there is no ship like friendship, AJ. Quite like friendship. <laughs> I feel like we've grown from this. Oh, we've come a long way since our first episode. <laughs> so, oh, <Jesus. laughs> over the course of this whole thing, even with people having sex in front of each other on the ship, even with people shitting in front of each other. And Honestly, all of like, that goes hand in hand. Having all these emotions, yeah, shitting and having sex, uh, one and the same, in I, my opinion. I, I knew you were going to say it. I set you up to say it. I still wish you didn't. <laughs> It's the entirety of our podcast. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Genovese just wasn't getting the conflict that he was really looking for. So, oh, is this where he has to drum up a little conflict? <laughs> yeah, he, he decided to stir the pot. Ah. And um, so, above the um, hole, not the hole. What the fuck? Where do you have like the steering and shit? The 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 bridge. I don't know. The deck. The yeah, whatever. So he has this little like loft thing, more or less, that they would get together, and that's where people would fill out their questionnaires. They would have like ship meetings. Um, he gets everybody together one day, and he says, "Hey, um, we aren't really going in any direction." Currently, the study is sitting stagnant. So, and he pulls all these papers Oh, out. no. And he no. says, we're going to read these person some of these personal questionnaires and some of your entries. So. What a dick. Oh, God. Yeah. So, um, he kind of starts talking about how, um, like, oh, so-and-so said this. And he goes, like. Oh, uh, this, there was just one woman who talked about wanting to sleep with the Greek radio operator. And so he read her entry about it, like said, oh, she wants to sleep with so-and-so and she's been feeling these feelings for him. And then he gets his no this other guy's notes, whether it's from the same day or from days after or prior. And it says, oh, well, like, She's been annoying me because she talks too much. She's just fucking awful. And like everyone was talking about it and they go, it was the worst experience because he's just airing our dirty laundry. Um, and it didn't even cause like complete dissent. It was mainly everyone was just pissed off at him for being such an asshole saying that this was anonymous. And then he's like, oh, actually, it's not also here's all your shit that you've been writing down for the past 30 days. Yeah, that's a huge fucking dick move. <laughs> like, what the yeah, fuck? Seriously. Uh, <laughs> so, like, the biggest thing that a lot of people talked about was that after that, 
they really started holding back on their journal entries. They yeah, they're not going like, to be I'm honest not, now. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking share this anymore because this guy's a fucking, he's a phony. He's an asshole. And there's a chance that this could come back to bite me in the ass. And I've still got to spend 60 fucking days with these other people. So, um, Faye uh, talked a lot about how Genovese would push her to sleep with the other African male on board. Um, and she was like, I feel this is really racist. And they, during the documentary, they're all sitting around this table and there were only seven, six or seven that had survived when they made the documentary in 2017. And they're sitting and Faye just says, you know, it felt racist to me because he was saying, well, uh, you guys are like from the same place. You should be torn, drawn toward each other, towards each other naturally. And she goes, I just felt that like a lot of his approaches to this were racist yeah he had some preconceived notions exactly and there were other other women sitting there um there were like two or three white women that were sitting there and they go no 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 he wasn't racist not at all um he's he's not he's not a bad person and Faye's just like dude he said racist shit to me he like was pushing me he only pushed me to be with this other guy that was black on the ship. Jesus. And they were, she was just like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? So, uh, everyone is basically just starting to think, you know, this, this Genevieve guy is a total dick. Oh yeah. So it's getting towards the end of the, the, like the trip. They're like three quarters of the way there. It's kind of just like died down for the like month in between. Everyone's just kind of stagnant because they're like, yeah, we don't trust this asshole. We just kind of want to get home. It sounds like there's some tension or something. Yeah, almost as if somebody who wanted to figure out world peace caused tension. Interesting. (laughs) So Ben, is that um, you? (laughs) sorry mr shapiro mr shapiro uh so captain maria is sailing and she looks out and she notices that this hurricane is coming that like not like she doesn't see the fucking hurricane but she recognizes like the cloud movements and she's just like this isn't going to be good and she goes to genovese and she recommends that they swing over to this port and they wait it out and then take off after this hurricane has passed. And Genovese is like, this is going to compromise my experiment entirely. As, as if he hasn't already. Yeah, seriously, um, if he hasn't already. And he goes, no, we, we can't stop because there's, there's, so much, um, there's so much publicity buzzing about this experiment, which everyone was reporting on it. But they were basically like, oh, yeah, this fucking sex raft. Um, (laughs) The newspapers are like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like newspapers are reporting, oh, yeah, these guys are like, they basically just found an excuse to get everybody together four years after Woodstock and just go ham on each other. So he's like, he's thinking, oh, man, like, I know that we're going to have good press. Yeah, he's getting like, (laughs) he's getting little radio, uh, like notes from the university that's sponsoring this. And you know, the university is going to change what he's hearing because that's reflecting (laughs) back on them. Yeah. Right. So, 
Um, he goes to Maria and he says, if you think you're going to take this ship to the port, you're sadly mistaken. And he says, um, we're, we're mutiny. Like we're going to do a mutiny. You're no longer captain. And she is just destroyed. Um, so Genevieve takes complete control of the Akali all of a sudden, like just within like moments of her telling him that, Hey, we need to save this crew. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to die today. And during this trip. Yeah. Yeah. As really great as though. the sex raft is, <laughs> I don't, I kind of want to be alive. Yeah. She's like, as much as, as much as I enjoy this, um, I kind of want to come out of this alive. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, so she just she breaks down and later on like they're they're all sitting there talking about it and they say yeah you were i remember just seeing you for days just like laying in your bed you didn't get up you wouldn't eat you were just crying and she's like she's like i just i had no motivation to do anything because that is the worst possible thing that could happen to a captain she's like if mutiny happens on your ship it means you were unsuccessful as a captain and like while she's talking about it she's like even now i'm so i'm still so embarrassed of the entire thing that like i even let something like this happen and you're just like dude you're not responsible it's just this fucking yeah, it's this wannabe like wannabe freud world yeah wannabe freud more or less so um she spends, like I said, most of her time down in the like down in the sleeping area, and she said that he wants to be very progressive and radical, giving power to women. But when it comes to the crisis of of captaincy, he's very macho, and it's not wrong. Like he says, "Oh, I mean, right at the start, I'll even go back to that fucking quote. I wonder if having women in power will lead to less violence or more." Maybe men will become frustrated when women are in charge and try to take over power. Wow, I wonder, I wonder yeah. if you would ever get frustrated <laughs> at that. I know it's almost like that. That quote was burned into his mind when he started it, and he was like, "Wait a minute, I oh, need wow. to be in power of this." Jesus. <laughs> so, um, they're like they avoid dying in the hurricane um, because. At, like Genevieve just tells everyone you need to do this you need and just takes like total control and they just barely avoid it all of them are exhausted for the next like two weeks they're just like fuck man like this every day they're just working their asses off trying to stay on top of this and um so let's see um after all this, they're all kind of sitting around and they see on the horizon like this big cargo ship and um, sun's going down. They go to sleep and wake up the next morning and this cargo ship is like barreling directly towards their raft. That's and that's totally normal. <laughs> they're all just like, oh, fuck. So the two radio operators go down and they're just trying back and forth to reach out to this cargo ship. Um, trying to get a hold of its communications team. And they're just like, do not like change your route. Please change your route. Don't hit us. Um, we don't know if we're not showing up on your radar. Change your route. Um, and Faye talks about it. And she's like, it was terrifying. Like, 
I'm just, I felt like I was speaking to dead air, but I knew I was speaking to their, their signal because we picked it up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's like, it's getting closer and closer and closer and it changes course like last second. And Genovi the whole time is like, Oh, like we need to just stick to our route as usual because he's thinking in his mind, he's like, Oh yeah, this is going to cause contention. This is going to be what really like it really makes my fucking uh, experiment snap. It's like, this is what I need. And so he's like, yeah, I'm not going to go crazy off course. And um, (laughs) there it's getting closer. It's just barely changing directions, but they're still worried that they're going to get pulled in by the undercurrent. Mm -hmm. And so Maria goes over and. She comes out of the out of the uh, sleeping area, raises a handful of flares, hands them to people, and this cargo ship like changes its direction big time right after that, and everyone is just fucking relieved. And uh, Genovi comes over and he's like, "Oh, like thank you so much." And everyone basically turns and they say, "She needs to be captain now." And look at her. He was like, "She is the captain now." <laughs> She's like, I am captain again. And uh, so Genevieve is just like, okay, like you guys aren't wrong. Cause I mean, he's basically just caused like total everyone to fucking hate, hate him Yeah, on this like, ship. And not a very good captain. It sounds like yeah, yeah, almost not, like not he's more all. of a science man. <laughs> yeah. One of them scientists. Ew. So, uh, after they after they tell him like hey you can't be captain now the fucking tables turn the turn tables and uh genovie just completely shuts down does the same thing as maria and he just goes down in the sleeping area and anytime he comes up he's just an asshole to people like he's just fucking rude this is my experiment you're ruining it guys exactly that now uh he falls into this depressive state and uh he pops onto the radio to hear back from his university on how things are looking in the media and the university contacts him and says hey we're pulling funding and he's like why why are you pulling funding and they go because of all of the bad press everyone's saying that this is just an experiment to fuck on a boat for a hundred days so where where did that idea come from the sex raft yeah like in the media like how did the media pick it up and just start saying oh well they're probably just having sex so um the way that he kind of found people was he looked for people that were one diverse and two at the time all of them were like really attractive people and he insisted that they were all attractive because he wanted people to have sex while they were on the ship. He wanted that like sex and violence and fucking like, yeah. So they like sexuality and anger and everything. And so the press kind of got hold of it and they had asked him at one point, I think they had said like, Oh, uh, what if people try to sleep on, on the boat? And he's like, they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want. And I mean, it was the seventies. So oh yeah, the people that they're getting are, are, they're not these super conservative type 
And so they're getting these people that are like, yeah, if I need to fuck on a boat, I'll fuck in front of people on a boat, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. It's a fucking boat. And so... International laws apply. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, the the media kind of turned it instead of it being like, oh, this is a focus on world peace. The media just says, honestly, you probably just got all these people together to have sex. And everyone started running with it. Um... So the university is like, no, like we, we think the media is right. Your, your funding is completely cut off. We're done with this. That's definitely You're not gonna come something back and that you should do us. to somebody who's mentally you know, going through it <laughs> well, while they don't still know. on the boat, by the way. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have no idea that, um, he's, he's having this fucking mental breakdown because I'd assume he's probably just reaching out and he's like, yeah. We're still on course. Everything's set. We avoided these couple things. It's going great. And the university's like, uh, cool. So you're out. And so he has this uh, huge existential crisis. Uh, And uh, he wrote in his journal, only one has shown any kind of aggression. And that is me, a man trying to control everyone else, including himself. And... He just starts getting more and more miserable on this boat. And, uh, like, he's being a total dick to people, like I had said. Because now he just fucking hates himself. And um, the (laughs) fucking... The people on the ship are still worried that he's going to try to take over. Because he's starting to act crazy. And, I mean, there's still, like, like... There's still a good amount of time left for this experiment. And, There's plenty uh, of enough time to kill them all. Mm-hmm. So, like, four or five of them get together, and it's Faye and four other people. They get together at the top of the ship one night while everyone else is asleep, and they talk, start planning, like, do we need to kill Genevieve? Oh, like, straight up, not just capture, do we but need just, to, let's just kill him? Yeah, do we need to kill this guy? Is he going to lead to our demise? Is he going to do another mutiny and potentially kill all of us. Like what the fuck is going to happen? So, um, they, Faye says that, um, they can't like, it can't just be put on one person. If, if Genevieve dies, everyone has to be responsible. And so they talk about everyone plunging like a knife into the chest, into his chest with all of their hands together. Oh yeah. Stabbing him in the chest. The, yeah. the guilt but they're all exactly. liable for it mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um she just like i said imagines everyone stabs him and then wrap him in a sheet and carry him over the railing and drop him into the ocean together or they plan to have uh the japanese photographer was like oh yeah i can push him off the ship <laughs> yeah i was just accident <laughs> just him like, say oh he got yeah. drunk and fell off the yeah ship. exactly um, and they they honestly thought that the only way for this to really be successful is if everyone knew and everyone was in on it. It didn't go through. Um, they didn't kill Genevieve. He Damn. died a, I thought a we were almost happy, there. <laughs> happy death later on. But like they land and all of them are just so relieved. Like they're finishing up the like they pulled into port. And Genevieve has his last little meeting with him. And he says, look, I realized that this basically didn't give 
the outcome I was looking for, and I'm sorry for what I put all of you through. Um, but more or less, he's just like, like you guys showed resilience, and I appreciate you working with with me on all this shit. And they're like, yeah, cool. Thanks, man. And so they leave. They go live their separate lives. And Genevieve actually, like, he, while he was in his little depressive state, he planned this whole thing of building, and he wrote about it in his journals. And he talked about building this ship that had a glass bottom. And you would lay down on the bottom and you would just, like, look down at the the sea for the entire trip across the ocean. And he was just like, because like, maybe this is going to give me the answers that I need is like in life is that I should just focus on fucking staring into the depths. And, uh, he didn't end up doing it. He really didn't do much else. I think like from what I was seeing, he was just kind of a failed um anthropologist basically <laughs> yeah he well well and, straight uh, up he he set up an entire experiment but then when he wasn't getting the results that he wanted he tried to point it towards that that's kind of yeah. not a thing that you should do as a scientist yeah that's that's uh that's not how it works so um Faye, at the very end of the movie she or the documentary she says he was so focused on the violence and the conflict but he had it right and he had it right in his hand. Sorry. Uh, we started out as a them and became an us. And she says she wouldn't trade the experience for the world. And I mean, a lot of the people agreed with her that it was such a life changing experience. And she grew, they all grew so much closer together just as a group, but not closer to uh fucking Genevieve. Yeah. <laughs> but, not, not at all. But yeah, it was a completely failed experiment, but just gotta love the fucking sex raft man oh yeah like god that's so he, he was so want, he was just wanting them to just collapse and start fighting and arguing like a fucking movie or something oh exactly that so the guy that that made the documentary um he came out and he said you know if i'm being honest i think that if genevieve were like in his prime today he would probably be running the big brother show on cbs like he he was more in it for like setting up dramatic situations than actually getting good results and i was like oh wow that he's not wrong yeah straight up like you don't <laughs> you don't set up an experiment and then push it to the results you sit there and you observe you collect the data you analyze the data and whatever like the results that came out are the results that come out of it like, like you definitely could have learned a lot from this about people's resilience, about even oh, when absolutely. somebody's fucking people over, people will still band together if their lives are on the line. Well, in, in with the same idea, it's just like, even if you aren't getting the results that you're getting right now, there's a chance that something will come up down the line. But by literally turning everyone against you, because you're trying to turn everyone against one another, it's like just the worst fucking traitor of like any ship ever yeah <laughs> the the worst mutiny in the history of mutinies because he then was re-mutinied by his captain 
It's just like you fucking idiot. God damn it! Like you, you, he was you a got failed one job. He was a failed psychologist and a failed captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Ah, uh, yeah. Why? Why would you even? Like, uh, I guess not everybody was super experienced with you know being on, uh, being on the sea. But why would you follow the uh, psychologist or whatever after over like an actual educated? ship captain oh god really though after the university is like yeah we're distancing ourselves from you like i feel like he's not gonna get funding from anyone else because they go well this idiot doesn't know how to handle a fucking experiment whatsoever yeah what wouldn't we should do it we should do it aj we'll do a pressure points experiment we'll call it the pp raft the the pp sex raft yeah and we'll we'll sail across the pacific just you and me <laughs> Just you and I, and uh, we'll we won't write. We won't have journal entries. We'll do a a podcast log, and we'll also do um, faceless video recordings of our sexual encounters with one another. Well, yeah. Who else is there to have sex with? <laughs> and it's it's not going to be a raft, really. It's basically just going to be two glass boxes that are chained together that have like little rafts on the bottom of them. And so we'll just masturbate to one of another the entire Pacific. I was going to say, and to have like uh, microphones and recording shit in each box. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it will, we'll, we'll call it jerking across the Pacific. And there's a hole between them about <laughs> a half an inch wide. Each, each one just has a, a little glory hole. <laughs> little half inch glory hole. Perfect. <laughs> we should have been Genevieve. We fucked up. God. We should have been around in the 70s. We could have gotten funded by Oxford. And then we, we'd tell them that we also are studying, like, mushrooms and LSD and DMT, so oh, we get some dude. of that, too. I say we do that part, yeah. We should definitely just get a raft and, and go for the hallucinogens. Get a raft and hallucinate? That sounds great. Oh, fuck yeah. Sign me up. And then... <laughs> And then After we'll, the uh, first week, we'll kill ourselves. Oh, yeah. We'll uh, <laughs> lose our minds. Live stream the psychedelic-induced humping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then and then on the 30th day when we have our psychotic break from so many hallucinations, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, live stream that part, too. We'll Facebook Live our suicide. And that's where we'll really catch fame. Oh, yeah. It'll finally oh, take off. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Oh man! Well, you know, uh, we'll we'll start putting it in the works. We'll yeah. we'll figure something out. We'll let you this guys summer. know. We're now accepting <laughs> donations of empty water bottles to build our raft with, <laughs> and twine. Yeah, empty water bottles and hemp twine. Oh, perfect. Oh man! Well, another successful episode. I think so. That one was really good. Ooh. I I love this. You've this, this season. You've been stuck in the seventies a bit. Dude, been I good. have been. There's it's a such a weird time. I mean, you're about the 40s and I'm about the 70s, man. Yeah, it works. Bring on the fucking, like, I mean, Woodstock was the 70s, but post-Woodstock. There's nothing wrong with some post-Woodstock. Yeah, not at all. There's some, uh, oh, next week I will hopefully, unless I find something better, I'm going to be going into the, uh, the Assassins from, Ooh, like, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it turns Ooh, okay. out there was a real sect of assassins oh. that that's based Interesting. on. Interesting. So. I'm excited. Look forward to that. Not bad. I'm, uh, it, let, let's just tell you, I'll just, I'll get, leave, leave you a hint. 
Just like D, this story is going to be full of marijuana. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. All right. Well, well uh, yeah, catch us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Uh, you and our patrons, right? Yeah. Pulled thank up. you guys so much for supporting us. You can check us out on Patreon. There's a link below in the little notes there. Uh, thank you to D's Nuts, Nordic Thunder, Sexual Vanilla, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. And uh, if you don't know where to find it in the show notes, always check it out in our bio on our socials. And reach out anytime you need to. We will catch you next Monday. Oh, I just found it. You just said goodbye, but it's patreon.com forward slash points o pressure. Oh, there you go. Yeah, check out the SS. I mean, uh, the sloppy seconds. I'm going to have new ones <laughs> yes, dropping true. this we, week. Uh, we do have some sloppy seconds, so always find those. All right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next week, suckers. See you then.